0: to another edition of Fireside Chats with Clearfire. Of course, that's me. I'm Clearfire. And with me tonight, I have the good Anthony Diastello. And I know I just butchered his last name again. But hey, that's what I do. I'll butcher last names. Anthony, how are you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing great. Um, It's Diastello, so you were pretty close. You got got closer than most people.
0: Well, hey, I know you're from the north. I'm from the south diastello is how i say it it in the south so you get a little southern slang to it but fair enough (laughs) (laughs) so tonight we are actually going to start kind of a what we're going to call a reintroduction to the mcu and h&k covering mcu stuff i know we kind of started it um several months ago with me and Hollywood discussing the Loki TV series. And we talked about doing more episodes, but of course, you know, life happens being two dad gamers. We just, you know, things just didn't happen. Didn't work out the way we planned to. And so we are changing it up. Now we're going to do a reintroduction and I've got Anthony tonight to help me with that. And what we're going to discuss tonight is my top five Marvel MCU only, not comics, not anything outside of that. Top five heroes and Anthony's top five heroes. We're going to do it in the same style as what me and Hollywood have done other top fives in. If for any reason, when we say one of our picks, if it's on the other's list, the other person just says, Nope, can't discuss that now. We'll wait until we get to that character on up. So that way we're not discussing the character twice and boring you to death with that. So, um, <laughs> Before we really jump into that, Anthony, so what you been doing since the last time you've been on a podcast with us?
1: Oh man, uh, I've been playing most likely entirely too much Metroid Prime. I am uh, toward toward the end of that game. I picked up the uh, the whole trilogy, so I picked up a Wii as well. Uh, I've been playing some games on that. Um, actually, I picked up the game that got me into Marvel superheroes in the first place, though, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, and that's been a oh, blast wow. again
0: awesome that's that's yeah that's a pretty good game i haven't played that in a long time so um but definitely a fun game it's definitely a a very good one um i had a friend that had it on his wii so that's you know just how i got into it but i didn't really you know own it or whatever but so right great great game so um but yeah um i me personally i haven't been to been doing too much other than being a dad chasing my kid around the house and working (laughs) late because we're in the midst of our second test week for our big merger project in my work so my life has revolved around more work than anything else these past you know the past couple of days and the odd thing is is all together this week I will have recorded four different podcasts I recorded one on Monday night with Nick uh, I like to call him Nicky T so um, (laughs) I recorded a episode of us discussing the Obi-Wan series And we are actually going to record a second episode of that tomorrow night. And tonight, me and Anthony are actually going to lay down two episodes for you guys. So you're going to get two out of us. And the second one is actually going to be our top five villains. We're going to release, you know, probably a couple weeks apart. So, but you'll still get to have that, still get to enjoy that. And if there are any spoilers that come out of our groups, we will put spoiler alert on the episode or episodes, and we will also um make sure we announce that right before a spoiler does happen. Because I will tell you this, my list has been influenced by Thor, Love and Thunder, and of course, Multiverse of Madness. Now, Multiverse of Madness, you're outside the window of spoilers now. It came out at the first of May. We are now oh, looking yeah. here at the mid part of July. You're you're past the uh whatever you'd call it, the uh Threshold of not being spoiled. So,
1: a full disclaimer: I have not seen Love and Thunder. I have seen Multiverse of Madness. Um, that really didn't influence my list too much. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But you know, it was, it was a good movie. I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I'm probably going to watch it again with uh, some of my friends who haven't yeah. seen it. So,
0: well, I think what really influenced your list was when I told you it, this is strictly MCU only the TV shows and the movies. No X-Men, oh, even yeah. though that was, you know, it's they're trying to slowly make yeah. that part of the MCU is not. You know, the only reason why I allowed the, you know, Spider-Man movies, which the Toby one and the Andrew Garfield, is because they were actually in No Way Home. So yeah, you can pull that in because part of their storylines in there revolve, revolved around what happened in their movies so that's allowed no venom because it's not technically mcu even though he was in some mid-credit scenes in no way home i don't consider that fair game yet it will eventually I, but it's just not fair game yet
1: i don't think spider-man 3 venom is going to be on either one of our list
0: <laughs> uh no 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 definitely not um <laughs> I, don't get me wrong i love toper grace he uh that that 70s show is one of my favorite TV shows ever. D- he did a fantastic job in that. I really hate that he left that show to film the Spider-Man 3 stuff because oh, it man. just was not good. You know, he le- he left like the last <laughs> season and a half. And so yeah, it was it was sad that he left it but you know Ooh, what he he wanted to go for money and he ended up losing out but i will say he is making buku money off the royalties he's getting from that 70s show because it is one of those shows that everybody loves and will watch over and over and over again so but enough about terrible acting
1: oh absolutely
0: because if you ask me to act i'll probably <laughs> give you some terrible acting too um we're going to jump into this head first and what I'd like to do first is, before we jump into our actual top five, I want to hear some of your honorable mentions. I know that's kind of different than normal. Most of the time you do honorable mentions afterwards, but I want to give everybody a taste of what possibly could be on this list. So what are a couple of your honorable mentions you have there, Anthony?
1: All right. Um, so I I made a list of nine, you know, just to kind of, favorites and i like you know sorted them out and had some more concrete you know choices by the end um but the four that didn't make it were winter soldier um i've always liked him as a character i I love anything robotic and he's got that cool arm um ant-man you know my name being anthony i've always had an affinity for ant-man um star lord he's funny he's great and uh falcon i've always liked like his his, his move sets or you not know, but his power sets a little bit different he uses it creatively and i like that.
0: wow okay so you actually have some really good honorable mentions so that makes me interested to see what you have so just so you know my list i just started listing some heroes that you know just appealed to me and that always came to my mind and I started writing them down and I've got over 17 on my list and I just had to pick the ones that I wanted for my top five. Oh yeah. It was not, it was not an easy narrowing down. So just to give you a taste of some of the ones on there, um, Star-Lord made my honorable mention. He almost made my top five, uh, Vision, uh, Shang-Chi. I really enjoyed the Shang-Chi movie. They did really well with it. It was a nice even blend of comedy and action and actually told a story. I'm really enjoying the phase four. There's a lot more storytelling in phase four than what there was in phases one, two, and three because basically you have phases one, two, and three telling one story and now you have phase four and like you're you're getting individual stories out of every single thing they give you. I really like that. I really like storytelling movies that blend it with the action and the movies aren't so action-driven. Now, I know that's very contrary to oh, yeah. popular opinion cuz most people like the action driven. So some more on here. Um I actually have classic Loki and alligator Loki. So if you've seen the Loki TV series, okay. you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> um the re- real the reason why I put classic Loki up there was cuz man in that episode 5, dude, he was or hold on, was it that 5? I forget how many episodes. Yeah, that knows. one only had 6, or, didn't it?
1: I have no clue.
0: Anyways, the next to last episode he the 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 power that he wielded at the end to basically um defend them against I always forget his name, uh is it Aroth or something like that? Uh the the
1: smoke I, dragon I don't or whatever. Remember.
0: So, yeah, I mean, I just rewatched it just recently just so I could, uh, you know, pick up on some things. But, you know, he did an amazing job there. and He was just awesome. He just gave you that feeling. And you can't beat getting to see the actual, real, original comic costume in live action. That that was just awesome, you know. And so that was so great. And it, oh, yeah. it's just... Comedically large horns on the Loki costume from back then, and he had them in the TV series, so it's funny. Alligator Loki, just because that dude straight up bit off President Loki's hand, and that was fantastic. (laughs) Like he just walked up to him and bit his hand off, and then that just started chaos at that point. So that was great. Um, I have Hawkeye, but I have Kate Bishop Hawkeye. I really enjoyed her. I really enjoyed her portrayal of Kate Bishop. I think she did great. And to go along with that, I had Yelena Belova on my heroes list. In Hawkeye, she's not really a hero, but in Black Widow, she is. So I had Yelena Mm -hmm. Belova. I really like what she's brought to the table. She's done an amazing job with that character and it's been great. And then I also have the other, well, I've got several others I hadn't named. I've got Korg from thor yeah
1: he's phenomenal
0: i have him because of i actually had him on my list before i watched love and thunder i had him because of his portrayal from ragnarok and then of course one of my favorite
1: movies and
0: then from uh endgame because you know he was in the game and had Mm. had a good little part right there it's only small but it was still funny but after watching love and thunder Korg stayed on my list. Like he almost came into my top five because he actually plays. Oh, I'm not gonna say a I'm not 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 a, not a pivotal part in that movie, but he plays a major part in that movie. So it, it was oh, really good, so and excited. it was a lot a lot of fun watching it. So um, the other two I have on here, um, well, I have more than that, but I do have Winter Soldier <laughs> slash White Wolf version. So yeah. if you know anything about bucky barnes when he's winter soldier he's actually a bad guy he's actually a villain when he's white wolf he's actually a good guy because he went to wakanda based on just the mcu so if you're trying to tell me i'm saying this wrong (laughs) no i'm basing it solely on the mcu when he goes to wakanda to of course quote unquote heal and that's after the events of captain america civil war um he gets a new arm and that's where he gets the label of white wolf from the Wakandans. And so while he's good, he's white wolf while he's bad. He's winter soldier. That's kind of apart from the comics as well, but there you go. And then of course I have on here, Mr. Fantastic, even though he only made a super brief (laughs) appearance in multiverse of madness. I wanted to throw something random up there and two, John Krasansky, you've got to play Mr. Fantastic. Please. Going forward, please. So they're, they're trying to convince them. The other two are from Thor, Love, and Thunder. One is the okay. character Love, and the other okay. one is the mighty Thor. And I'm just leaving oh. it at that for those two. Oh, I'm, I'm just leaving it at that for those two because I don't want to spoil anything. And I will tell you that my villains list is even more. More impacted than my heroes list. So
1: okay, I I do want to throw one more out there. I haven't finished the series yet. Um, I'm maybe like halfway through, but I've been really enjoying Luke Cage. He the the actor they got for him is really good, and I've been enjoying that series a lot.
0: That's the only one I have to disagree with you on. I could I, oh no, I just, I don't like the Luke Cage series. I mean, it just the first. It, basically, his first season's two seasons. I mean, you got two major yeah, bi- major villains. You got Diamondback and Cottonmouth, and it just it felt so disjointed. You know, it, okay. it was a shame how they did the first se- season of it, and after that, I'm just like, I'm I'm out. I just can't do this disjointed junk. I mean, it was ba- it was bad in my opinion. But um, Maybe yeah, I just it just gets can't. worse.
1: But
0: yeah, that, it's just it's it's a frustrating part for me on that.
1: So okay i mean like i said maybe it gets worse but like i'm you know like i just got past the point where he's having flashbacks from, you know oh, like yeah. his origin story and everything so like at that point um, i mean you know
0: good yeah don't get me wrong there's some good stuff in it it's just as a whole when you look at it as the first season as a whole you, you're gonna go back and go huh what did i just watch okay like once you see it all together it's gonna okay. get it's, it's one of those like really so I mean, as you're going along, it's fine, and then when it does the kind of the break, you're like, "Really, you know?" So.
1: Uh, well, I hate that I spoiled that for that. you, but
0: it's way past spoiler.
1: Well, yeah,
0: um, I mean, when time. it came
1: out, I was like 16, and there's no way I should be watching that at 16. So
0: <laughs> very true, very true. Those are those are some very rough movies, um, or shows, I should say. I'm sorry yeah. because uh, I absolutely loved the Daredevil series, but it's very dark, you know, and then oh, Punisher yeah, Two is one of my phenomenal. favorites too. Jessica Jones is a great one too. But so Luke Cage is third, and then um Iron Fist is fourth out of all of them. Uh, Iron Fist that just it's I, got I've, some good pieces of story in it, but it's just uh it's 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 more disjointed than Luke Cage.
1: I've heard not great things about it, which really sucks because, you know, going back to comic book-wise, I absolutely love Iron Fist. I haven't even gotten to that, so...
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, comic book Iron Fist is a great character, but when you get a non-Asian guy to play Danny Rand that is an Asian guy, Mm -hmm. it is kind of wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's just the start of it, so... And two, the guy that they got to play... Now, don't, don't get me wrong, he does a good job for what he has and what he's trying to do the problem is is he's a guy that hasn't studied martial arts ever in his life and only did it for the movie oh no come on guys pick somebody that actually is martial arts like trained that's been doing it for a good chunk of their life to play your martial arts character it just didn't make sense and two it's a Form of wing chung which is one of the harder martial arts mm. so i'm like yeah no this uh-uh. is bad you idea. didn't do this right so um so let's get off all of that now and let's jump into our top five anthony since you're our guest tonight i'm gonna let you spit out your number five first uh,
1: okay we're going number five to number one got it yeah we so go five, five to... um yeah we can do five to go up. Um so of course you start low five. go high. Okay, cool. So uh, number five for me is uh we're just talking about him Daredevil. Okay. Let's talk
0: about him. He's not on my top five.
1: Okay. Um perfect. So I would tell me, I was tell me, going what, tell me what makes and, you
0: like him. Yeah. Oh go ahead. Oh sorry. Seems All like right. we're um, got a little bit of time uh, shift there. Go ahead. Just just chat away about him.
1: All right, yeah, the connection, a little, little bit shaky, but I think we're good now. Um, I, I, I love when a character's able to use, like, their secret identity and then, you know, like, their superhero, you know, to, like, work both angles on a situation. I, I always love it when they can do that. I feel like it it makes, I guess, more sense for characters um, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. Sometimes when you have, you know, their normal everyday life working against the superhero life, you know, that can create some good conflict and whatnot. And you know, sometimes it can be funny and all. But like, it I I, I personally feel like if you're so invested to be a superhero, you're going to work both angles in your day life and night life. Um, uh, you know, all also his power sets, you know, is is really cool. Just it's one of those things where like I. I love it when able or I love it when someone's able to take a quote unquote weakness of theirs, use it to their advantage, uh, you know, use it to, you know, make them um I guess able to solve problems where the people aren't. I also love how um now I know I know this isn't um affect my decision for the top five, but it's also fun side note, in some versions they connect um daredevil with like the ninja turtles with like the like the you know a chemical that like splashed his eyes is like the same thing and so then went down to the uh sewers and then you know also it mutated them it's like that's just fun and funny you know but um but you know like i said i like i also his personality is great you know he's one of those characters that's like in, in 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 the um in the comics he's not as serious, but you know, in this he's more serious, which I do like a more serious hero. But um you know, just the determination, you know, but, but but him not um he's able to smile, you know, even if he's getting the crap kicked out of him.
0: Yeah. So I mean I have to agree with you on a lot of that. You know, the main thing that I loved about Daredevil, you know, is the fact that he was probably one of our one of our first inside the MCU, like dead serious all the time hero. You didn't get this hero that crack jokes. you got this person that's has exterior. He's showing that he still tries to care for everybody and for people and still wants to help the underserved people. But when you get into his, interior you get in you know get inside his mind you realize he's very broken he's very cynical about the world There's. you can't save people you you know you just got to lock them up put them in jail he doesn't like to kill that's i do i do like that but he beats a full Mm. lot of people and one of my most favorite scenes of him was from and this is after he's already done his three three series and his defender series is when he's at No Way Home and he catches the brick before it hits Peter Parker. The thing that it shows there, it shows you how more advanced his sensing is than Peter's spidey sense. And a lot of people aren't going to know that because that's in the comics, but they took it out and they show it in the movie. And that's just amazing to see that because it's like, they're like how did you catch that brick he's like i'm a lawyer you know, that's, you know i'm like <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh you know this is crazy that's the, one of the best you know kind of just comebacks in the in the marvel series so far so um that's anthony's number five at daredevil do you have anything else to say on daredevil
1: Um, not really um but yeah you, i mean i also you know like like the supporting characters a lot they did a phenomenal job with just everything um you know involved with that
0: All right, so for my number five, and I really hope that my top five list does cause some controversy because I probably do have some on here that are not, in most people's minds, a top five. But you know what? This is my personal top five, so everybody, you're just going to have to suffer through it. My first, or my number five, is Druid from Eternals. And the reason why I picked Druid is because of his outlook on people and knowing that no matter what they do, people are going to destroy themselves and he wants to be the hero to stop them from doing it. You know, he breaks away from all the eternals and takes the people that are fighting at the, I forget exactly the battle that it is. It's some historic battle, but he takes them away and they go basically live a quote unquote druid style life, a life of being away from everything and being basically no technology nothing just that but druig the only downside to it is is he controls them but in a way that almost keeps the humans innocent and keeps the people innocent um so that was kind of really interesting on how they played him and how they made him into the character that basically made the rest of the eternals realize people by nature are not good they have to be led to be good or they have to be controlled to be good you know and he didn't control them in a way that harmed them that put them at danger that created controversy they hiding in the woods you know and he just kept them simple he wanted to keep them simple and pure he didn't want to have all the mechanical things he didn't want to have internet he didn't want to have all of that stuff that basically has and you're probably gonna laugh because i mean i'm doing a podcast i run (laughs) our facebook page and all of our social media but druig you know basically pulled out the thing that poisons people the most Mm
1: -hmm. and got
0: them away from it because it's just they, they kept them away from it and kept them innocent so i really liked that about him even though yes, it's probably a controversial pick to pick him even in my top five period. But I just love how he did that and how he played that part through that movie so well. And then at the end, of course he goes off with uh, Makari to go um, find the other eternals that are like them to try to convince them to join their fight, you know, and he goes in an honorable way and saying, I'm going to, We're going to find more of us and get them to join our fight. And I just thought that was great because he's like, I still want to fight for what's right. And it's not right to destroy planets just to birth a celestial or birth, you know, another, I forget his name. I can't pronounce it half the time, but to birth another celestial, basically. And I I just I loved how he put his foot down, put that, made that stand throughout the whole movie. He makes that stand and you see him draw that line clearly, even though there's many times when they're like, don't control the people, let them let things play out. And he's like, I already know how it's going to play out. I don't have to see it to know what's going to happen. I'm going to stop it now and save them now. So
1: he definitely was, I'd say the most interesting part in that movie. Um, I I watched it and it didn't really grab my attention. It's not. It's not awful, but it, it was. It was okay. Yeah. Um. Just one of those things where that movie made the most excited. It made me was when it was like, oh, we might get a uh, Black Knight. I think is his name. You know, it's like, You're oh, right. you know, we might get getting into that. That's what made me excited out of the entire movie. <laughs> I,
0: I love that. That makes you excited when the other character that you're getting out of it blade is even more integral
1: i i like blade but it's one of those things where like it's kind of been said hey we're making the tv series you know so i didn't know we were getting you know so it's like yeah. that, i i didn't know we were getting black knight i knew we were getting blade so
0: yeah, although but, well, i do love blade and, and i always throw this out there too whenever blades brought up i mean if it wasn't for blade we probably, when we were, we are at today with the MCU. Oh, absolutely. Because he saved Marvel, the comic side, from going completely bankrupt with the Blade 3 movie series earlier with, yeah, of course, Wesley Snipes and all of them. But,
1: of that's, course, the that's,
0: that's not the MCU,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: he saved Marvel so they could create the MCU because we all know that the very first movie in the MCU is Iron Man 1, so... Mm but yeah. to that watched, aside I'll go, oh, go ahead. ahead
1: no I was gonna say I, I watched the first one I really enjoyed it if you haven't seen it definitely I think it's on HBO Max but it's it, the, at least the first one's worth watching I can't attest to the other two I haven't seen them
0: one and two are one's really good two is it's okay three is a yeah oh no You you, you can skip it I mean it's Of course, watch it just because you've already watched the other two, but it's not just like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome, they got a little too silly with it. Okay. All right, so we're going to jump on and move ahead, and we're going to forge on to our number fours, and as normal H&K tradition, we're going to flip it, and I'm going to do my number four first. So, my number four is actually one of your honorable mentions, and it's Falcon. Oh, really? The reason why I chose Falcon is because of how and what he does in Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
1: So good.
0: It's a great series. You get to see the struggles of a not-quite-superhero or not a super-powered superhero struggle going back to reality, going back to real life, you know can't get you know a bank loan on his name alone because he's the falcon you know even though they know him you know and he's struggling to help his family he's just going through that he's struggling with the thought of trying to live up to the expectations of steve rogers taking his place as captain america and not wanting to do that and that whole battle throughout it the whole time and that whole series basically proves why he is the perfect person to step up to the mantle of captain america he's not all about himself he wants to protect the innocent and he doesn't want to do it for the glory he doesn't want to do it for the fame he wants to do it for the reasons of just protecting the people and then even that at that point he doesn't want to do it for that you know he doesn't Mm -hmm. want any of that he just wants to do what's right and I guess he's one of the few pure good characters we have. Yes, he makes missteps, but he's pu- he, he's pure heart. He is basically, if somebody right now in the MCU besides Thor could p- pick up Mjolnir, uh, I, I would say that it's him. Right behind Steve Rogers, because look at him in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I mean, it just it perfectly lays it out.
1: Oh, yeah. It, um, you know, going back to what you were saying, you know, about him not wanting to be Captain America and whatnot, there is a scene in you know Gladiator when, uh, when like the current ruler is like, you know, you must be the ruler, and then he's like, but I don't want to be, and he's like, that's exactly why you have to be, you know, my my son's gonna screw it up and once again. Also, a great movie, you should watch it. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> oh yeah. No, I mean it's 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 just the whole valid point of the people that don't want it are usually the perfect people for it. Absolutely. And, and it and it just it drove that home seeing the way that he wanted to save people from themselves mm-hmm. as well as just trying to save himself. Because it's just that whole struggle of coming back after the blip, coming back after fighting Thanos and being recognized for all of that. And after being handed the shield from Steve Rogers saying, you know, I, I don't know if I can handle this. And Steve just looking at him says, "You know, that looks like a good fit on you."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I I can't argue with him at all, Steve Rogers, on picking Sam Wilson over Bucky Barnes, because Absolutely. as you know in the comics, Bucky Barnes is actually the first to take the mantle of Captain America after Captain America's down for whatever reasons. But so, what? I, I was I was afraid that they were. Going to go with that because the mm-hmm. way they played the Winter Soldier so far in all of the Marvel or so far all in the MCU, he's not that pure person yet. He's not ready for that kind of, uh, I don't know, position that kind of responsibility. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. still trying to atone for his sins of being the Winter Soldier. You know, he's still battling with that, and you see that in Falcon and Winter Soldier. So,
1: oh yeah, oh, excuse
0: me. <laughs> so
1: that's my number 4.
0: So what you got for your number 4?
1: All right, my number 4 is Moon Knight. Let's talk about him. All right, cool. Um so once again, um one of the things I like about him is he's using I guess uh you know something that should be a weakness to his advantage. Um but he's he he's interesting because he can be funny one second and like dead serious the next. Like he's all over the place and just that like spontaneous, sporadic, you know, kind of personality or personalities. If you get into it, you know, an energy, um, like, you know, I, I just, it's, it's great. It's, it always keeps you on your toes. You know, you don't know who is it going to be in the sense of, you know, like who, who, who is this moon night almost? Um, And I also really liked how, at very least with his story and the way they told it, it was, like, completely separate. Honestly, it feels like it could have almost just been, like, not even connected to the MCU. But still was very, like, strong, good storytelling, you know, on his part. And gave a wide berth for such a complicated character. Um, You know, and like I said, I, 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 I always love it when they're able to do something that's like, this should be a weakness. But he uses it to an advantage, you know. I think they did an even better job than Daredevil with Moon Knight in that respect.
0: So I'm going to have to ask you this question because you slightly cheated by picking Moon Knight. Because he's technically three characters in one. (laughs) Seriously, (laughs) he really is. So are you picking Moon Knight, Mr. Knight, or the other you know, that hasn't really been named yet. You know, he, of course, is named at the very, very end, but you see glimpses of him.
1: Oh, man. That's... that's rough. (laughs) Why'd you have to do this to me? Um... You
0: you picked him! You picked him!
1: (laughs) That's true. Oh, gosh. Alright, let me think here. Um... Probably... Probably Mr. Knight. Um, you know, like, I... I don't know that, that I, he's, he's very sincere and I like that about him a lot. And he's one of those things where it's kind of like Spidey in the sense to where it's, Hey, I'm fighting you, but I'm still having a good time. And that's yeah. meant to annoy you to all ends of the earth, you know? um, it, it, But yeah, I mean, I, I also like it when, when like he's the one talking to, you know, his other his personality, like he yeah. cares so much, um you know, about other people and his other selves, as weird as that sounds, you know, but, you, you, you know, he really cares.
0: So you're gonna gonna make me have to remember Mr. Knight's real name, I forget his name.
1: That makes two of us. <laughs> oh gosh,
0: now I'm gonna have to look it up, because I know Mark Spector is Moon Knight.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which I just
0: kinda... Oh I really gosh, like
1: him, worse. too. So... I like
0: I love the Moon Knight series. It was a really great series. It did a great job storytelling. It was a very heavy story show, but you start off the first episode with heavy violence and you're like, "Oh wow, but it's like yeah. so laden with story and it's, uh, it's such a great series that if you haven't seen it yet, you've got to go see it. It's just one of those things where you know, it's it's a new twist. It's not connected really to the mcu much at all so you you've got that going on um and it's just a great dark character stephen grant stephen grant okay so it's they have uh he has dissociative identity disorder and as you're watching this you know you see just some wild stuff and it's probably a, we're probably going to need to do at least an episode or two on just moon night because it's just too oh, much to go yes. into right now <laughs> It's such a great series and i need to watch it again i've already i think i've already watched it twice i mean heck most of the most of the marvel series that have come out so far i've watched probably twice with exception of miss marvel i just finished it tonight with my son we've been watching it by episode by episode as it comes out don't sleep on miss marvel by the way if y'all are listening out there Miss Marvel is a lot better than what people are saying. It actually has a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes as of now after the finale released. Dang. It opens up a big door at the end. Major. you got to watch it. And the mid-credits or after-credits scene of the last episode is another big, oh my gosh, moment. <laughs> watch it you won't be disappointed as long as you go in expecting and knowing it is a show designed for the younger audience. So right. back to that, Moon Knight is not designed for the younger audience and <laughs> don't let your children watch Moon Knight. Very dark, very twisted. It is pretty much the darkest series on Marvel or MCU not including like Daredevil and Punisher. Yeah,
1: but yeah. Well, I mean basically
0: this kind of broke that boundary there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Which I mean I think is partly why I liked it too, because it's yeah, I mean it's the darkest we've seen. Um I mean multiverse of madness had some like, you know, some pretty graphic violence, but like it it wasn't uh, as dark, but well, um I
0: So I, I wasn't too fond of the finale of Moon Knight other than the fact they introduced Scarlet Scarab that was sick the way they did that they did that they played that so well and then the mid credits or end credits scene on that one of you finally get a big door opened and you're like okay now you know so it's it's really crazy you get a group a really great twist out of it so all right so that was both of our fours mine was falcon his was moon knight a little cheater um so who who's (laughs) your number three anthony
1: Alright, my number three, keep in mind this is before seeing the newest movie, is uh, Thor. Um, Alright, talk about it. Absolutely love Thor Ragnarok. Like I said earlier in the episode, probably my favorite MCU movie to date. Um, I'm going to go ahead and
0: fair warn you, if Ragnarok's your favorite, you might have a hard time liking Love and Thunder.
1: I I mean... (sighs) It's... Okay, it's just
0: different. Love and Thunder is different, and it's not what you expect.
1: Okay, because
0: you're expecting something. You're expecting a specific something with the title of Love and Thunder. It is not that at all, okay. and that's the only spoiler I'm gonna give to you on that until we get to the villains.
1: Yes, seems good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, it, it also doesn't hurt the fact that I love World War Hulk. Um like there the, was the a cartoon movie like way back and like I loved that so much. And you know, having all the tie-ins to that. But it's one of those things where it's like Thor, they did a they they did a really good job deviating him from what he was like in the comics. Cause it's just as he's kinda he's kinda bland. He's not he's not boring, but his personality feels bland. And the the they did a great job saying how can we create some nuance to this character that's you know that you know, the, the, the feel that falls kind of flat and having like the whole entire with the first one in particular and you know the thirst the first lord movie is also one of my favorites um having the whole entire like culture shock type idea you know with like oh you know, oh now he's having to live with humans and it's like you know that's a good way to to introduce some you know variety in this character that otherwise is just i am tough deal with it bad guys that's kind of what he feels like in, you know uh, other media
0: <laughs> well I, I worry about your marvel opinion with you saying thor the first the is one of your favorites so we'll I, dig into that we'll dig in those to dig into those later um i'm not a big fan of thor and thor the dark world they dark world serve is... their they serve their purpose mm. you ruin malekith in the dark yes. world absolutely ruined him mm-hmm. uh, the dark elf should have been so much more than that and it, you, you throw together a shell of a villain for mm-hmm. thor i mean it's not i mean it's just, it was not a good introductory for thor if they would have somehow made ragnarok style introductory for him would have been a lot better
1: yeah that's fair
0: i mean i mean ragnarok don't get me wrong ragnarok is probably on the top of a lot of people's lists yeah great movie it lightened up thor which he needed it because he was way too serious and for all you listeners out there that love the serious thor no thor's not (laughs) supposed to be that he's supposed to be an out-of-touch god that demigod that thinks he's you know god's gift to everything and in Ragnarok, you get that. You don't get that in the other ones. You know, I like how he gets serious in Infinity War. He's lost. He's lost family. He's lost everything. He, Yeah, he should get serious. You know, I mean, Wanda gets serious because of the loss. You know, I mean, oh, that's that that's should happen. What happens in the endgame yeah. should happen. He has loss. And then when he actually gets to kill Thanos, he doesn't feel any relief from it so he goes and drinks away his misery and becomes mm. fat now to shape thor and play <laughs> video games i mean that that i could see that happening you know that's that, if he yeah. humanized at that point you know and then when he makes all the silly jokes throughout in game because he's kind of silly as fat thor it plays well it plays well how they changed his character so yeah
1: i agree you i mean- know,
0: and. And I will say, to Wa Watiti, I learned how to say his name. Is, is, I'm sorry, it's is, is Taika. Taika wa- Watiti. I listened to a video of him pronounce that so I could say it right, because I didn't want to jack up his name <laughs> that bad. So Taika basically has told everybody, this is probably not the Thor you want. Yeah. And the first thing I think of is from Batman, the Dark Knight trilogy. It's not the Thor you want, it's the Thor you need, or the Thor you deserve,
1: <laughs> right because
0: it's exactly it's exactly what needed to happen too, though in love and thunder so i'm going to leave it at that so anything else you want to say on thor as your number 3
1: um i mean you know full disclaimer um the first thor movie was my introductory into the mcu so that that okay. that, that you know that's partly why i I'll,
0: I'll, I'll give you a little a little leeway on that
1: no yeah, okay well you know okay. I'll, I'll i'll take what i can get <laughs> All
0: right. so my number 3 is probably going to be another controversial one. But I don't All care right. because I like this character and I think that they did a good job with this character. My number 3 is Captain Marvel. And okay. the reason why I picked Captain Marvel is because and Captain Marvel's not your top 1 or 2, correct? No. Okay, I didn't think it would, but I just got to ask. So the reason why I put Captain Marvel at number 3 and and I thought hard about this is just the story that's been told about her. And I really enjoyed that story and going back to the 90s. Now, of course, growing up in the 90s, you know, that was, you know, I turned eight when 90 happened, you know, in 1990. So basically being preteen and teen through all the 90s, you know, a lot of that stuff that happened hit home with me and was like, okay, yeah, you know, kind of, you know, I feel this. I love what they did with the scrolls. I mean, they did a fantastic job with the scrolls and with the Kree as well, too. It was just it really they I think they did a really good job in it in bringing it into the MCU, not what it was from from the comics.
1: OK, you know, changing I agree it
0: because remember, we're talking about just the MCU. We're not talking about the comics. One day we'll have the discussion of the differences and all that kind of stuff. But. Just from a strictly MCU po- point of view, I think they did a really good job with that, and they made them the scrolls more of a humanistic thing. If you remember the scrolls mm-hmm. from the comics, they're Ooh, they're just boy, as, they're just they? as bad as the Cree. You know, it's just it's, it's just it's crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're probably even worse. But I mean, the Cree did do experimentations on humans, so yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> both. Oh boy, uh, I, mean, I can't so wait to talk about that one day. Getting into <laughs> that, getting into that, but.
0: You know, Captain Marvel, you know, you basically gave, if you go by classes from X-Men, you gave an Omega-level character, finally. Oh, yeah. Because you don't have anybody in the MCU up to this point as powerful as Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, you have have introduced Wanda, but she's not into her power yet. She's just scratching the surface of how powerful she really is.
1: Oh, boy, yeah. So...
0: You can't, you know. So that—that's why I have her here, and I just really like the character. Even though people didn't like it, I like the movie. Um, I really liked seeing that. Now, some of it was corny, some of it was out of place. But mm-hmm. don't watch the movie for the little bitty pieces. Don't nitpick it for the nit-picky, uh, little nitpicky pieces. Watch a movie for the entirety of it, for the whole piece of what it is, and for a whole piece of what it is, you got, um, God, what it was his name, Goose. You got Goose from Captain Marvel. Goose, oh my gosh, he's a great character. And he stole that show, you Mm -hmm. know? But Captain Marvel paved the way to have a character like that. You get to see Nick Fury before he's Nick Fury, you know? It's just so much that Captain Marvel brought to it. And you now understand why Nick Fury has a connection to Captain Marvel. Because you didn't quite see why it fit whenever he had the, the... crazy pager in Mm. infinity war that he called before he you know blipped um but you know you've got this amazing character in captain marvel um her story inside of the comics is a great story so if you haven't read all of it read all of it in the comics because it's even better than what it is in the mcu but yeah I i picked her because she's an awesome character and that was it you know i wanted to put somebody that was different up there. I didn't want to pick the normal cause I could have easily gone with Iron Man and Thor and Hulk and all that. Yeah. Great. But it's just too, it's too basic. Yeah. And I know I'm pretty talking pretty yeah. thin on Captain Marvel, but you know, Captain Marvel is yeah. my number three. Uh, I want her there and that's why she's oh. there.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I've never been a huge Captain Marvel fan. She's, she's okay. I like her story. I don't like her character. Does that make sense?
0: It absolutely makes sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and then also on top of that, I'm not like a, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the actress, Brie, you know, uh, Brie Larson. I think is what it was, um, or her name is. I mean, like r- the only thing I've seen her in that I was like, wow, she did a great job was Scott Pilgrim, and that's because she played a character that honestly feels pretty similar to herself from what I've seen. <laughs> yeah. No, I can
0: I can agree with that. Um, I feel like she did do a good job for carol danvers because you gotta know, look at it she's a military she's a job pilot you know a test pilot at that a female military test pilot she in the 90s
1: mm-hmm, or in the fair.
0: late 80s early 90s that's saying something right there to have a woman test pilot back then because yeah. that's still back then when women are kind of not given the equal rights that they deserve you know Mm -hmm. and so that's why i like captain marvel because she showed something that most people don't know about and don't see and made people more aware of it you know brie larson yeah don't care you know but she did a good job and she played it well because you got to think about it a woman in the military as a test fighter pilot she's got to be kind of stiff you know yeah when she's talking with uh monica rambo she's having fun and everything or is it Maria
1: nah, I, uh, I, don't I get remember. them I get them com-
0: I get them confused because you got Monica and Maria Rimbo. um both of them are you know crazy and of course if you've seen Multiverse of Madness you know that there is the Illuminati yeah yeah I brought it up because mm. I've already mentioned Mr. Fantastic there is the Illuminati <laughs> and it's yeah Maria Maria is the mom Monica is the older one okay. if I'm not mistaken I might have it backwards, but hey, I know their two names are Monica and Maria Rambo. So, anyways, <laughs> the mom she is actually Captain Marvel in Multiverse of Madness. Okay, that's, that's that, cool. And that's who it is. That's who she is. Yeah. So basically, she was in the plane that imbued Carol Danvers with the power instead of Carol. Right.
1: Right. That so sense. that's how
0: that ha- that and that's how that happened. So
1: yeah. But.
0: I really like Captain Marvel. I mean, she she just throws a whole curveball into everything. I mean, she, she she just flies in, flies through <laughs> a ship and she's like, okay, I can do it. I mean, honestly, she could have taken out Thanos by herself. Um, I'm glad they didn't do that. I'm glad they let Tony be the one to finish that out and right. him, of course, die off, which he needed to. I mean, you're looking at over 15 years or close to 15 years in the Marvel, in the MCU at that point.
1: Yeah.
0: Let, let the guy retire, let him go home. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, Captain Marvel is my number three. Anything else on that one?
1: Um, not really. Uh, you know, like I said, I like I I like the stories revolving around her more than the character, but you know, that's just my personal opinion.
0: Okay, let me make sure. So Thor was your number three, right?
1: Yep, Thor's three.
0: Okay, Captain Marvel is my three, so that means I'm going to number two. So yep. this is gonna be funny. It's gonna make you laugh. All right. My number two is Wanda. Really. Yes.
1: I yeah, no she's a cool character. I definitely like her.
0: So I kind of got a pattern going on with my top 3 if you see it. Once you hear who my top who my top 1 is, and you'll understand okay. it too if you have read into the comics. Okay. So Wanda, I love her because she is a person that has gone through all kinds of just crazy things in her life she's lost her family due to the shelling of sokovia you know and Mm -hmm. i think it was so isn't she from sokovia in the way they played it in in the mcu so she loses her family from the shelling of sokovia all the fighting and everything and of course you know she sees a missile that's got stark industries on the side and that's why she hates stark even though he's not the actual cause he's an indirect cause of it and That whole strife that she goes through with losing Quicksilver, her brother, which I hated they killed Mm -hmm. him off so quickly because he, he, God, what, Anthony Taylor Johnson, I think is his name, um, plays it fantastic. He's the same guy that is, um, the lead in Kick-Ass. Okay. And now I'm going to have to bleep out that one. (laughs) I have to actually bleep myself in something. But anyways. Kick (laughs) Derriere. There you go. But, um. One it's just a great character. You see her struggling with her powers, trying to grow into them, and then, of course, you eventually see her, you know, go past being a hero and start to become a villain. And I like yeah. that because you you see her struggle with loss. you know, Ooh. you see this powerful being struggle with loss that could have at any time actually probably prevented the loss let's be realistic here
1: yeah you know could have could
0: have pretty much prevented the loss because once you discover what she can do in multiverse of madness when she's really angry you're like well why didn't you just do that in infinity war but she didn't know she could do that yet she hadn't dove into those powers yet you know i loved wandavision i know technically i know technically she's not a hero in that but they played her as a hero because agatha but you see her struggling with the pain and grief of losing her children i'm a father so i get that even though they were quote-unquote fake in in the you know in in wandavision but Mm -hmm. you know she's lost vision and she's put herself in this world you know created this town into this world of her own just to try to cope with the loss so that's why marvel's uh not marvel but wanda is my number two um i loved her from the comics Uh, i thought that she was a great character there she's always gone back and forth between being being between a hero and a villain i love those type of characters because you actually see them struggle with actual things you get to see them struggle with real life things so Mm -hmm. that's my number two any other anything you have on wanda
1: Um, I mean, I definitely like her as a character. I think, I think they've handled her really well so far. Um, yeah, if you dive into the comics, holy crap. Like, it's, she's crazy. Like, yeah, you, you dive into House of M and like that Uh, nonsense like yeah yeah no she there's so much more they can do with her and i'm happy they weren't like just you know out the gate swinging like she's crazy power like they've
0: extremely protected her so far in the mcu
1: oh yeah which honestly and and i'm
0: thinking that means something bigger
1: probably oh gosh i think it means something
0: i think it means something bigger
1: Could you imagine her being, like, the big bad for Phase (laughs) 4? That would be crazy. Uh, That's
0: that's Kang. Everybody knows that's Kang at this point. I really hope it is. If you don't think that it's Kang at this point, I mean, they've not introduced a villain in another show and then made it to be the villain of somebody else's show. Right, that's fair. Kang or He Who Remains from Loki is also supposed to be appearing in... uh, Quantumania, Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania.
1: Okay, I really hope so. That's
0: supposed to be the villain there, and if the timelines have broken, like it happened at the end of Loki, then that means you've got multiple Kangs that could be coming. And that's just insane in itself, if you know anything about Kang. So it's great so kang the conqueror is probably someone that's even scarier than thanos i mean you probably like oh, how we're yeah. we gonna be scarier than thanos <laughs> thanos is a baby compared to half the villains they can throw at us oh, honestly yeah. if you really watched if you if they really played ultron the way he was supposed to
1: yes ultron's
0: by far scarier than thanos by far because the only thing thanos has is the Infinity Gauntlet? Without the Fini- Infinity Gauntlet, yeah, he's still powerful, still strong. He doesn't hold a candle to Ultron. and Ultron's he doesn't. top, I mean, just doesn't. So, but
1: I, I was uh- definitely. Okay. Uh, it, I was just going to
0: say, let's jump off that. Let's not go too deep on that, because that just okay. opens up another can of worms. <laughs> yeah, like absolutely. I said, we were going we we to try to keep the these villains. short, and this is already, you know, <laughs> we're going close to an hour, but hey, you know what? That I don't care. We'll, we'll okay. let it roll. So, <laughs> Wanda was my number two, just to recap that. So, Anthony, what is your number two?
1: All right, my number two is Doctor Strange. Stop. Okay.
0: <laughs> Sorry. No, all good. So, Anthony... Since I told you to stop on Doctor Strange, who is your number one?
1: All right. My number one is Spider-Man. Let's I talk know, about Spider-Man. I, I know it's like the basic, oh, everyone loves Spider-Man, you know, but it's one of those things where, honestly, this is uh, specifically um, the, you know, um, Tom Holland's, you know, version. Oh, good.
0: Like- so you didn't cheat this time.
1: No. <laughs> no. Because
0: that's another not. one you can cheat on. It's true. you can do.
1: No, you Andrew Garfield Gar- did the best. <laughs> you, can Gar- you can do Garfield
0: Spider-Man or you can be McGuire Spider-Man. No,
1: joking.
0: Uh, yeah, I- I'm so I-, I guess that's a whole thing of the generation gap between us.
1: No, you- like said, Well, no, no,
0: no, you liking Garfield Spider-Man. I don't know. I don't.
1: I don't. I, don't. I was being sarcastic.
0: Okay, okay, good. Because Garfield Spider-Man, the only time he was good was when he was in No Way Home. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, He I- was
0: great in No Way Home. If he would have been like that in his other ones would have been better yeah but i'm also i'm sorry i did not like who played electro i'm not going to say his name just because it's just he's he's a controversial actor Mm -hmm. and i did not like that they used him i did not like him at all in the amazing spider-man 2 and in no way home i think they forced it too much with his character
1: yeah no but that character um but spider-man no Yeah, no, if if you want to get into it, it's, uh, you know, um, Tom Holland's, you know, Tobey Maguire. I haven't even seen the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man's. I kind of don't care to, Um, but, you know, I have all seen, I have seen all three Tobey Maguire's. The next,
0: the next time you're at home sick and you just need something to watch, go watch those two. Okay. It's worth watching it for what it puts in and you understand the character in No Way Home at that point.
1: Okay. Outside of that, eh. Fair. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. I tried
0: to re. I tried. I tried to rewatch the Amazing Spider-Man one, the first one, because it's on. I think either Netflix or.
1: I think it's Netflix.
0: It's on one of them now, and I started to watch it. I turned it off twenty minutes in. I'm just like, <laughs> this is. I can't do this one though. No, can't do. Ju- yeah. I don't know.
1: No. no, no. no so, yeah.
0: They, they butchered some other of the characters in that oh. in both of those movies. So, but outside of that tom holland spider-man now that's a different story
1: yes no yeah so far i've absolutely loved what they've done with them and you know once again uh spider-man is what got me into you know the mcu um particularly um 2099 noir that's a whole different story but you know like those two characters were like oh what is this the same character but different you know and i i love that aspect of you know spider-man but um you know go focusing back on tom holland um, you know, when, when, when they introduced him in Civil War, like, I lost my mind. Like, that's one of the only movies I was like, I'm gonna buy this because I know I'm going to watch it a couple more times. Largely just because Spider-Man was in it. Not only was Spider-Man in it, a really good spider-man was in it and i i usually prefer spider-man you know more in his older you know college you know age but like they did a phenomenal job making a more you know modern you know high school um you know peter parker uh, well
0: and- you do know that they're doing the freshman year spider-man yes series. i think that's going to be a pretty cool addition there i mean it's animated but i think it's gonna be a cool addition i mean into the spider-verse was great Granted, it's not technically a part of the MCU I because wish. that's the, the <laughs> Spider Verse and Sony side over there. Yeah, but you know, it was pretty good. So,
1: yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I actually didn't know they were uh, doing um, freshman year, and honestly one of my more favorite series they've done was the what if partly because it was animated i I usually you know watch the tv shows on my phone you know it's smaller and i usually prefer just to watch animated things on there uh you know i've kind of i guess uh i've done something different which is you know watching the live action marvel you know tv series on my phone but You know, it just doesn't quite have the same kick, but, like, it's been the Netflix ones, so you don't, you know, so it's not quite as, you know, high budget, you know, know, that's not necessarily what I'm looking for in the Netflix ones, because the storytelling is really well done. But, you know, like I said, back to Spider-Man, I think they did a phenomenal job. I'm excited to see where they go with this character. I'm excited to see, you know, more villains put in there from Spider-Man, because, you know... You see Spider Man, everyone says, and this villain, and that villain, and this villain. You know, because these villains are so good. You know. Uh, well, I but, mean,
0: you got a you got a very small taste of the Sinister Six.
1: Oh yeah, and please do no read those. The, can the, we... Those are
0: some great villains, and I hate that they did a Morbius, or yeah, Morbius on. <laughs> um, in the that. Sony Sony verse. Don't go watch it. I did go watch it in the theater just because I had to kill like a couple hours when I went to uh, Orlando for a conference. I had to kill a couple hours between uh, having to change hotels mm-hmm. and it was so not worth it. Okay. It, was, it was bad. I mean, Jared Leto does an okay job with character. was it's bad. It's okay. just bad. And I'm sorry, Sony needs to put it down and just give it to Marvel. Sony, g- yeah. give, them, give them the rights. Make your money off of it. Let them... Make you your money and just walk away.
1: Yeah, so. I mean, which really sucks because I love Morbius as a character. You know. Well,
0: you know they're also doing a Craven. Oh, yeah. Okay. And if they screw that up, oh, no, I, you, I will this hunt is what's them gonna, down. Hold on, <laughs> this is going to make you mad. The guy that played Quicksilver is playing Craven.
1: Okay, now you 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 said this to me. And I'm in it's taking a lot for me not to blurt it out in rage because what are they thinking?
0: You have to stop there. We can't talk any more about it,
1: okay, we gotta move on
0: but I just <laughs> want I want want to, to make your mind go boom and go huh <sighs> exactly. exactly. that's my point. um, yeah, Tom Holland's done a great job with Spider man. I really have enjoyed it. um, his introduction in Civil War was you don't get a better introduction than that. I mean, he, when he catches winter soldier's arm and goes, dude, you know, like a robot arm. I mean, it's just like, you got a robot arm. And it's like, Bucky's like, how in the world did you just catch this? I mean, he caught a super soldiers mechanical arm (laughs) punch and just rolled it over and looked at his arm and started looking at the like mechanical part of it and started analyzing like the, you know, it being a robot arm, you know, I mean, just little things like that. He, he's given such great little touches to that. And the touches that he did for infinity war and Endgame, game, his two, his two important scenes out of there. Well, three, if you count when he actually turns kill mode on in the iron spider suit, which is a sick, you oh, know, when yeah. he does that, when he with, with the uh, gauntlet, but when he looks up at tony and says i don't feel so good and gets dusted
1: Mm -hmm.
0: he ad-libbed that like i've read stories about the you know the whole he ad-libbed that part there and they didn't tell him all the way that tony was gonna die in endgame and it was his real emotions there he actually broke down because him and robert Downey jr actually had gotten really close because like you know with you, you've got a uh, civil war where they had mm-hmm. you know most of their scenes were together or a lot of scenes were together then you had homecoming that had tony in it mm-hmm. and you had um far from home well no far from home was after infant it was after endgame but you yeah. had all of that leading up there infinity war as well and you get to see you get to feel what a person really would feel losing their mentor. because yeah. Tony was his mentor. Tony was the person he looked up to and just how well Tom Holland played all that was great. And then seeing him go into far from home and facing the challenges of being a superhero now and going through all of that. And of course from, far from home you go right into no way home and you see that it's just like dude he's doing great with this the emotion that he had when aunt may died i liked that they killed aunt may yeah i hate that they killed her because marissa Tomei is just amazing actress and man i she is not hard to look at at all (laughs) (laughs) that's how i'm gonna say it but you know and she did a great job of Aunt May she really did she, she did. played that part well in making aunt may a younger aunt may
1: they she did a great job playing that version of aunt may
0: exactly and with his emotion i mean yeah he wanted to kill green goblin he didn't want to hurt him he wanted to kill him and he played that so well because he's a teenager dealing with the emotion of losing your mother again because yeah. he lost his mother and Aunt May had to take care of him, and he lost Aunt May, which is was his mother figure. I mean, God, yeah. I mean, I yeah. can't... I, I don't want to talk more You're about it, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, It was just... He did so well. Uh, anything else you want to say about Spider-Man being your number one of the... Oh, yeah, being your number one of this yep. list since we skipped over your number two?
1: Um, not, not that I can think of, but, yeah, I'm definitely happy, you know, what they've done with him. I'm excited to see more, and, um, yeah.
0: Well, as you might have guessed by now, what my number one is, and Anthony was so wonderful and nice and spoiled it for us all, since he picked (laughs) picked the same character as his number two. My number one is Doctor Strange. I absolutely love Doctor Strange. He is probably right now, even after watching Thor: Love and Thunder, my top number one Marvel MCU hero of them all. And it's for the simple fact of. How powerful he is. Nobody has seen how powerful he is at all. He still has not to this point shown his full potential. Now you get a taste of it in Doctor Strange, you get a big taste of it in Infinity War, and you get a massive taste of it in Multiverse of Madness. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it just goes from level to level to level. And, of course, No Way Home, you get another ta- a big taste of it. So it's like you see those step up. It's, it's kind of like what they're doing with Wanda. It's that slow burn, that slow buildup. They haven't just thrown him straight into it. You know, you got a great origin story. You know, his battle with, you know, losing his hands, which were his pride and joy because they made him who he was and made him this cocky surgeon that thinks that he could save the world that he th- thinks he's basically god you know and mm-hmm. then you get to see him battle with that loss learn the arcane magic you know basically magic is what it is sorcery is what they're what they're calling it in the MCU mm-hmm. you he, you get to see him learn the sorcery and quickly grow in that Not just like, oh, yeah, I'm 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 pretty good. But, you know, you got Sorcerer Supreme over there and Baron Mordo going, who is this guy coming in here just doing things like crazy? And he learned that he's more than just his hands. And that was great in that first movie. And then you move into other movies and I'll jump more to Infinity War versus. He wasn't in Civil War, was he?
1: No, he wasn't. That's right, no, he wasn't. If it he was that well. would have tipped the scales. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, that would have been crazy. But you see him in Infinity War, kind of start coming. You know, he's he's taken over as the um, leader of the Sanctum, the sanctorum in, uh, or the Sanctum in New York City. You see them. You see him being that lead role, and I love his interactions with Wong. Wong's a great character. And they Absolutely. need to dive more. They need to dive more. Wong, but I don't like Benedict Wong himself because he didn't show up to Comic Con, uh, New York City Comic Con 2019 on the Sunday like he was supposed to. He bailed on that Sunday. I'm mad at him. He was supposed to sign my pop. and He didn't.
1: Aww, that oh, that sucks. Yeah.
0: I kind of, I kind of have hard feelings on that one. Now, if Benedict Wong, if you ever do listen to this podcast, which one day I hope you do, please sign my pop. <laughs> anyways so you know you start seeing well okay thor ragnarok he was in it you see yeah. him take that role of being the leader of the of the sanctum of new york new york city mm-hmm. and you see him in that in that power growth there you see him grow in his power every time you see him but the one thing he doesn't lose is the cockiness yeah he's still cocky he even is in a way more cockier then, And I know that's a terrible way to say that because that's terrible English. More cockier is not a <laughs> phrase. P- kids out there listening, don't follow Clearfire using his bad grammar skills. Cockier or more cocky? Either one of those, fine, but not more cockier. That's double, no, nah, that's bad, bad. Anyways, so you see him grow in the power. You see him do that. And like I said, he's probably even more He's probably even cockier than Tony Stark. Oh, yeah. You know, and rightfully so. I mean, really, you know, and and you just see that you get to see his power grow immensely. The reason why I picked him was because of how he played in Multiverse of Madness and his character growth in Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. You finally see him break the shell of basically being hung up on christine yeah you get to see him grow and actually become and make that step towards becoming sorcerer supreme now the catch in all of this and i think that it's funny is he's not the sorcerer supreme yet even though in the comics he became the sorcerer Supreme pretty quickly in his oh yeah in his move up because he is i mean even um the social Supreme that was played by, I forget her name, but, um, in the movies, um, she even says he's the chosen one. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he is the one, you know, strange is the one to be the better than us all. You see that in multiverse of madness. You see that because you see one. And yes, if you hadn't seen multiverse of madness, you're big time spoilers at this point for it. But you know what? It's past the time of the spoiler ban it's been out you know it's even on disney plus now so yeah, too no, bad guys to see it <laughs> so you get to see strange grow into the ability to be the sorcerer supreme because you right. see him actually kind of own up to that you see him grow in a character as in sh- you know shedding his love for christine letting her move on which she does in the movie she marries another guy She's mm-hmm. moving on. He moves on. Finally, he finally gets that closure, which is great because one of the end, one of the end shots is him finally fixing his watch that Christine gave him so long ago. Yeah. And that's great because it's like, you finally, you go, it's all over and done, you know, Christine's done. It's great, which is great because that's a hangup for him. But throughout that movie, you see him do something different because one thing in there, um, when America Chavez finally comes to our Dr. Strange's earth, she basically lays it out. She's like, every strange that I've met has wanted to, has eventually wanted to kill me for my powers to save humanity. You know, the death of one for the lives of others, basically. Yeah. it's what it comes down to. And R. Strange is kind of like, that don't sound like me. You know, and he gets real kind of cocky about it. Funny thing is, is she starts talking Spanish to him, and he doesn't know Spanish. And Wong does, because Wong's Wong's there, and they have this conversation. And what Anthony alluded to earlier about multiverse of madness being violent—you know, when they're fighting gargantos at the first, the one of the big first big fights is like right out. You know, Strange leaves Christine's wedding and goes fight this, you know, octopus eye thing, and when he kills it, he runs this spike through his eye and you see the eyeball get ripped out, you know, very much gory, very much a Sam Raimi. It's a Sam Raimi movie. the same guy that did this Spider-Man one, two and three, which is kind of funny because that one's not gory at all. But Sam Raimi has gotten into this kind of quasi horror kick. You know, he's been doing a lot of those type of movies. So you see that throughout all of this movie and you kind of get that. But, it's just crazy to see strange, break character, not so much break character, but growing character, and not be so much focused on what he can do to make himself look good, but mm-hmm. doing what he needs to do to save everyone. You see that in Infinity War. You see that in Endgame, but you really see it play out in Multiverse of Madness. In No Way Home... He's still cocky. Really cocky. You oh, know.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, he basically I mean, and, and it's funny too, because in No Way Home, he lays out the reason why he's not social Supreme. He's like, Wong got it on a technicality. I blipped and he didn't.
1: I think <laughs> yep. hilarious.
0: I think it was a great, hilarious reason why he's not Source Supreme. And so Wong is Sorcerer Supreme and Wong lays into him a lot. That's what makes the the thing, so the good. whole the whole relationship really good. They have great chemistry on screen together. It's fantastic. Absolutely. And what was awesome is, is at the end of No Way, um, not No Way Home, but um, Multiverse of Madness, is you actually finally see Strange kind of give in to that whole he's not the Sorcerer Supreme Wong is, and he bows to Wong. You know, he hadn't mm-hmm. done that at all. Wong makes a joke. You know, people usually bow in the presence of the Sorcerer Supreme, and Strange almost always says, "Yeah, you're only that because of a technicality." He's yep. like, but I'm still the sorcerer supreme, is what Wong comes back with almost every time, you yep. know. And even when you know they go to defend Carmitage, these these sorcerers come in and they bow to him, and he Wong looks back to Strange, see, I told you it was custom,
1: mm-hmm. you know.
0: Basically, pull, pull pull you know calls him out for it. And Strange <laughs> is on, like, he rolls his eyes, and you can basically see in see in his eyes he's saying, only on technicality, but at the end of the movie, you see him basically say, no, you're source supreme. I'm going to respect that. And he does. Mm-hmm. And so you get that huge growth out of it. And that's what I like about it is that growth throughout all of the movies. You see it clean, clear and crisp. There's no ulterior motives there. There's nothing crazy that they've done with strange. They've made it a good, they've made it, made him a great character in the MCU. And he looks like he's going to step up to be a big player along with Wanda. Hence why, Strange and Wanda are my one and twos, because right. if you know from the comics, Strange oh, yeah. has to put Wanda down several times,
1: <laughs> Yeah, jeez.
0: and he's the only one that can do it. Yeah, that's why I put Strange over w- on Wanda, not just because in the comics, but because it happens here in the movie as well in Multiverse of Madness. Right. He might not be the one that physically does it, but he sets all the pieces in motion to have that done.
1: Oh, right yeah that's so since i've point. talked a lot
0: about strange what do you have to say about strange and why was he near number two
1: um strange was number two largely um because spider-man was number one if that makes sense it's one of those things where like i can't i like as much as i after no way to, after no way
0: home but, they'll be forever bonded together
1: yeah, that's because they
0: their chemistry was so great in that.
1: Oh, it's so good.
0: They, they did great, you know. I mean,
1: I hope to see more. <sighs> Absolutely. The, it, it,
0: they're still throwing around the theory: does Strange know Peter Parker is still Spider Man? Because uh, in No Way Home, people okay. are like, "Oh yeah, he does." I'm like, "No, he doesn't. He erased the memory that everybody knew that Pe- who Peter Parker was." Right. He didn't didn't erase some. He erased a big chunk of basically everyone who Peter Parker was, but erased Peter Parker completely. Mm -hmm. When he's at, when he speaks about Spider-Man, he only calls him Spider-Man and he doesn't allude to him any more than just Spider-Man. And I think that's a great play on it. And I think he doesn't know, and I don't think he will, but I think something will happen and it'll unlock his memory since he was the one that cast the spell
1: most likely or you know they're gonna do some it's gonna be something nonsense where it's like oh in this multiverse he figures it out and then he tells him you know and that's that's one of those things that's like so great about dr strange is that there's so many dr Stranges, (laughs) um you know going back to the what if series you know like the i'm just gonna call them dark you know dark strange Um, you know, like the one that just like absorbs all those like monster powers. Oh, Sinister Strange. Okay, cool. Sinister Strange.
0: Yeah, Sinister Strange. So so basically you've got, so far the Strangers that you've seen are, uh, 616 Strange. You've seen Sinister Strange. You've seen, what is his name? Uh, I'm just going to call him Earth uh, 838 Strange. I forget exactly what he's called. You've seen Defender Strange, which is the first one you see in Multiverse of Madness. He's actually called Defender Strange. Okay. And then you see, I'm not going to call him Zombie Strange, because it's not technically zombie. <laughs> and I like how they played it. They didn't play it to the zombies, because they mm-hmm. are doing the Marvel Zombies series, too. And I think that's going to be fun. I think that's going to be fun. But it's Undead Strange, is what what yeah. he's referred to. And it rightfully so, because it's Defender Strange's body. But he does the dream walking into that because that's the only thing he has to walk, to do to be able to get back to um, America Chavez and to fight Wanda. But Wanda at this time is Scarlet Witch. She is right. not Wanda. She is Scarlet Witch. Full bore Scarlet Witch. And mm-hmm. we finally get to see her release her power. Still so not good. the full bore of it. But they, <laughs> she definitely lays it out there and puts down a whooping on them. And it's just, oh, she, anybody that knocks on Elizabeth Olsen for playing Wanda, I will argue you all day long on that (laughs) because they, they had such great, she has such great chemistry with Strange. She had such great chemistry with, um, all the people that she interacted with in, um, WandaVision.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: She had great chemistry with Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany, perfect person for vision, by the way. Perfect. You know, it's just so great. And she touches so many characters, so many other characters. You know, she gets in that loop. But aside from that, going back to Strange, it, it, I mean, he just shows you how awesome it is. And, two, the funny thing is did you realize or have you realized that Dr. Strange is the only character throughout all the multiverse that looks the same throughout all of them?
1: yes yes he is the only it's one really i don't
0: know why i don't know why they're doing that it's gonna come into play i don't know why they do it and i loved the ending of multiverse of madness after he fixes the watch yeah i did not like the fight that he had with sinister strange that was the major corny part of no way home i mean i not know of, of multiverse of madness i was well, very upset with what they did there
1: right th- no th- 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 that was kind of weird um but Kinda? Okay. Yeah, it was weird. Hey, um, he's
0: throwing he's throwing musical notes at him from the pages of music around there. Now, granted, I get it. He's using his sorcery to use whatever he can to use weapons. But come on, when Sinister Strange grabs the the music staff off the page to use it as a shield to block. I mean, just like come on, guys. And well, every time these notes are flying through, hitting them, you have the orchestra going, "Bing bong." Yeah, it's just. Right. I'm like, really? I mean, it, it was it's creative, but it's just it just was out of place.
1: Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, but is that the same strange from the What If series?
0: Yes, sinister strange is the same. same it is what the ifs. same one? Okay, it okay, the exact same one. Interesting. Yeah, because because he had the third eye, he has everything, and then he didn't use all of his power. That's the thing. No, he did. Uh, I remember eight three eight strange is supreme strange. He's supreme strange because he did get, you know go into the dark hold and became uber powerful okay sinister strange also as well you know did 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 the dark hold it was kind of a theme there with you know several of the multiversal Stranges going into the dark hold and even our strange goes into the dark hold yeah because the book of ashanti gets destroyed and he can't use it he has no way to beat wanda i mean he has no way Mm -hmm. to beat scarlet witch and so he uses what he has to and it, it was very creative now i did like the fight between christine and the demons because it showed a
1: it it was, was more story it
0: was more story than it was a fight yeah because they're fighting you know christine is fighting for the soul of strange mm-hmm. which is someone that she has basically said yeah we're just not gonna ever work out because they don't work out in 838 they don't work out in 616 and she's already moved past but yet she still fights for his soul because she knows that he is An honestly good person to the core, which he is, and that he will do whatever it takes to save someone else. Look at what he's done for America Chavez as 616 Strange, where all the other Stranges have tried to take her power, which would kill her, to stop Wanda from trying to take her power. Because she has the power to open up doorways through the multiverse which is sick. It's a great power and something that's pretty cool too about it is in that movie. And I, I know I'm kind of rehashing some of the stuff I talked about multiverse of madness. Cause I know I did my spoilerific spectacular on the multiverse of madness, but the fact that, you know, your dreams are actually windows into your other multiversal selves is that's really, cool, really cool. It's a really a cool, cool concept. Platform. And then you have America Chavez says, yeah, I never dream. And I've discovered that's because I'm the only one of me.
1: Which is really interesting. It's really interesting. It makes it's sense cool that it's twist. interesting. Well, it makes,
0: ext- it makes perfect sense. If you're able to punch holes through the multiverse and go wherever you want once you learn how to control your power, yeah, you should be the only one. Because yeah. when it really boils down to it, she's a lot more powerful than people are going to you know, realize. You know, that oh, power's yeah. going to come into play down the down the road because oh, yeah. you jump around wherever universe you need to go to. So, But, you know, more on the strange... Um, like I said, just, you couldn't pick a better person to play him either.
1: Benedict Cumberbatch oh,
0: was born to play Strange, just like Ryan Reynolds is born to play Deadpool, you know, just like John Krasanski is born to play Mr. Fantastic, and I will preach that till the day I die. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, Elizabeth Olson, born to play Scarlet Witch, she's brought her to life so well in the multifaceted oh, yeah. way that she's done it as well. I mean... Really, I don't, I can't think of any Marvel character that they've gotten somebody to come in to play the character that doesn't fit it well. I mean, even, uh, and, and I'll talk a little bit about Miss Marvel real quick. Even Miss Marvel, since I just finished it tonight, right before this, right before we started recording this, I'm in Valani. She is the one that they picked. She has never acted before in her life. Hmm. this is her first role because they were looking for a Pakistani girl that was between the ages of 18 and 20. She just so happened to fall in there. And the reason why she is, she was perfect for it is because she is the biggest Marvel fan.
1: Oh, that's perfect. And I'm just going to so say biggest perfect. Marvel fan.
0: Cause I'm sorry. She's not a bigger Marvel fan, fan than me. I'm sorry. She's, she's right. Not. But. <laughs> but anyway, she, no, she was, she even dressed up as miss Marvel when she was 16 for Halloween. And so she submitted a video, you know... Kind of a video interview or whatever to right. to them, you know, like a preview. And some of the pictures she had was her costume that she made by herself, which was a one for one copy of what it was in the comics. Oh, and she that's par- so good. When they saw her, when Feige saw her in that costume, she's like, "This." He's like, "I don't care if she has no acting skills at all. This is who we have to have because she knows this character. She yeah. is this character already, and she fits it to a T. She's Pakistani. She's eighteen to twenty years old. She's perfect. She fits right in the middle. When you watch the movie." You're like, there's no way this girl was, you know, in that age range, because she's playing a 15 year old, because it's about 15, 16, right? You know, where where she is in the show, she nails it. I mean, go watch Miss moral if you hadn't yet. It's fantastic. It's all the episodes are out now. Tonight, uh, today was the finale that they were finally released. It's a great show, but it is geared toward yeah, younger right. audiences. Yeah. Like I said, it was my son's first Marvel show to watch. Yes, he sends he's seen into the Spider- into the Spider-Verse, but that is not technically Marvel because it's not a part of the MCU yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say yet because you never know when it's going to be. Yeah. Um but I haven't let him watch anything else. And this one I I talked to my wife. I was like, "Look, it's going to be geared to your own people. It's going to have some tough stuff in it, but it'll be really good." And to it has a lot of... It has a really... It plays a really good part on some Pakistani history that is called... Um, and I didn't know much about it. And I actually started looking into it. So, like, history was uh, Partition. Okay. Uh, 1947. Um, the British still was running India at this time. And they did Partition. If you're into history, look it up. It's really an interesting story. It's this very dark time in India slash Pakistan, uh, Pakistan's history. So, but... Yeah, I know, I went way out of talking <laughs> Doctor Strange to Miss Marvel, oh, yeah. but it's just awesome. Um, I yeah. like her,
1: um, I, I like the character and everything that I've seen her in, um, but I haven't seen the show yet, uh, I'm trying to get catched up with at least, like, I, probably after I'm done with Luke Cage, I'll go ahead and watch that. Um
0: will take yeah, your like time on watching I, things. I, I like the
1: character. Yeah. So,
0: do you have anything else to say about Doctor Strange?
1: Oh, you've said a whole lot. Um. I've said a lot, yeah.
0: I'm sorry, I talk a lot, especially when it's a oh, character that I'm very fine. passionate about. Hey, like and two, just ad- and just to add, too, Doctor Strange was one of the first comics that my, so I got introduced to a lot of my comics through one of my cousins, and okay. he does follow the podcast and watch it, so shout out to Kevin. You're getting a shout out on the podcast. <laughs> it, he introduced me to a lot of this when we were growing up and also my uncle on my mom's side, um, which don't talk to him anymore, but I do thank him for what he did do for introducing me to Marvel. And he was, you know, Dr. Strange was kind of a big character around that time. Okay. And I I read, that's some of the first comics I really dug into. And that's, I mean, kind of like you where, Thor was your first MCU. Doctor Strange was kind of my first Marvel. And then I just dove in the comics from there. You know, oh, went, we I went down in the years and then up in the years and all that and just ate it up. You know, every time I would go over to my grandparents house, um, my uncle was still living with them at the time. Um, uh, There's uh, some of the time and just got so many awesome things. And it was just such a wonderful Experience getting to do that, and like I said, that's why Doctor Strange is my number one because he means so much to me personally and because a fantastic character and
1: absolutely
0: there's i mean like I said, nobody that can complain better it's anything anything you want to add to it
1: yeah my uh my first introduction uh to Doctor Strange was um it was a cartoon movie I think it's connected to like wilward Hulk and all that and yeah. you know watching that i was like i i i don't remember if my dad explained it to me if it was a part of the marvel universe or not but either way you know it, it could have been it could have not been and it still would be phenomenal but it's one of those things where it's like i what what really got me interested was just how creative each different you know sorcerer uses their powers uh yeah. you know like you know now and i don't I understand why they're doing it more with like the uh, with the movies where like all of them kind of like you know the visual effects where their powers look pretty samey, um, you know, which is not bad. You know, I understand, but um, it, the multiverse of madness got like the most you know, unique with the powers, in my opinion, um, so far, but, you know, like, you know, go back to the, you know, to the cartoon movie I watched, you know, like, you had one guy who, like, used, like, his, like, magic as, like, plays, like, a bunch of runes on himself and give him, like, big old power fist. you know, and then, you know, you have one character who would, like, you know, like, use the trees around her or whatever, you know, and then, and then Dr. Strange comes along and is just, like, I'm just really powerful with just, all of this so I'm the best you know um and then you know and then like seeing that and then you know like loving that movie actually um I did like a Marvel uh like whole birthday theme and, oh. uh, you know, the, the, like, uh, like, we watched some, like, Avengers with Mania's Heroes, we watched an episode of, like, the, I think it was, like, 70s Hulk TV series, with, like, the oh, yeah. right oh, gosh, uh, that show it's, is so, fun. It's, it's so fun to watch, that. I have, I have the whole series over there on the desk, oh, you can't awesome, see it, but I have the whole thing. Um, but, you know, and then one of the things is, like, but we have to watch this, you know, because it was so cool to me. Um... But you know, like I said, seeing that and then seeing how they did it in the MCU, and it's honestly the most one to one, in my opinion, of you know all of the um like Marvel origin stories that I've seen at least so far. Um, yeah, they actually
0: and, have stayed pretty close to it.
1: You know, which is which is phenomenal. And the thing is, too, is that like I understand a lot of times when they deviate it because it's like, oh, this doesn't make sense or this won't work. It's the thing is that Doctor Strange's story is so good and universally appealing that it works in almost any format
0: so i do want to ask you one question before we get off doctor strange and wrap this up for this episode did you understand who the person was in the mid credit scene oh multiverse of madness
1: i forget her name such as the C. um it's like ah i forget her name but actually, it was really funny because in the cartoon movie, the after credit scenes was like Wong saying, hey, I have a new student. And it was her. <laughs> so I know a little bit about her. Uh, I don't know a lot about her, um, but I do know who it is. Can't remember the name for the life of me. So Once you're right. Like it does
0: start with a C. Her name is Clea.
1: Clea. That's what it was.
0: And do you know who Clea is?
1: not really
0: so the way you were describing it about wong bringing a new student clea throw that out that's no nah.
1: like i said that's how they did it would
0: never be able to teach clea because clea <laughs> is actually not. the sorcerer supreme of the dark dimension where Dormammu's is from right she is actually Dormammu's niece
1: oh that's right I, yep it's one of those things where it's like you said she's actually to me i'm like wait a second i know this and
0: if you dive into the comics about her her and strange actually get mm-hmm. married at one point i mean they have a very deep history with each other so that oh, was yeah. kind of so having that as a mid credit scene and having and charlie sterron is the one that's playing her which i think is awesome it fits the way that clea mm-hmm. looks in the comics so that's really good it's it's a great way to segue and show that he has a clean break from Christine. Yeah,
1: that's fair. And
0: I loved that. I loved how they did that because at the end of Multiverse of Madness, he's walking down the street and you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is kind of a crappy way to end it." And all of a sudden, he's in the middle of a crosswalk screaming, and then he bends down and then pops up, and the third eye pops on his head. <laughs> now. Just because I want to ask you, do you understand why he got the third eye?
1: I would assume it's because he dove into the Darkhold. I could be wrong.
0: You're mostly wrong. A little bit, just a little bit right, but mostly wrong. So, if you remember, Eye of Agamotto. Yeah. Eye of Agamotto is not the Time Stone.
1: Oh. Time Stone and
0: Eye of Agumoto are two totally different things. Eye okay. of Agumoto was actually what was holding the Time Stone.
1: Right.
0: Eye of Agumoto can actually manifest itself to anybody that it bonds to
1: That's through a third sick. eye. That's sick. So, That's sick.
0: That is technically the Eye of Agimoto that he has on his head. The reason why that it popped up on him like that is because of his dealings with the Darkhold. Okay. But not because of the dark, the dark hold. the okay. dark hold allowed it to open because he's opened his mind to that. It's going back to the whole thing of his growth of character, mm-hmm. you know, because when he sees Clea, he's like, "Yeah, let's go do this," and you see him open the third eye. The right. third eye allows him to see like the eye of Agamotto would let other people see. It's okay. just he doesn't have to actually wear the amulet anymore he could take it off and he's fine. You know, he's going to have the third eye now. Right. That's so it's, cool. it's, it's, it's a different story. And I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're going to play that because that's how it is in the comics. Right. I don't know if they're going to play on that, but it makes sense because the eye of Agamotto doesn't do anything now because it doesn't have the time stone because there right. are no infinity stones on earth. 616. Cause they were destroyed. They're gone. And the ones mm-hmm. that they did have were put back in the timeline. So they don't fracture the timeline
1: right
0: there you go now granted if they go to tva they can open up a drawer and get 50 (laughs) of whatever color they want you know it's freaking awesome you know i love it and it's just sitting there you know when loki opens up that drawer or whoever does and there's just like tons of insane artifacts in there oh yeah i'm not gonna open i mean we talked a little bit about it on our loki podcast i'm not gonna reopen that book there but the TVA that's that's an insane place and that's I can't wait to see what happens to that in Loki season two and open that up so all right let's wrap this thing up so we've talked about some amazing characters my one through five I'll give it to you real quick I'll go from bottom to top again Druig, Falcon, Captain Marvel, Wanda, and Doctor Strange in that order. Anthony what was your top five again?
1: Uh, Daredevil, Moon Knight, Doctor Strange, and Spider-Man. I will also make sure to um, post my uh, comic one through five on the Discord. (laughs) So if you want to see that, join the Discord. Awesome. So
0: because this episode has run quite a bit longer than I was expecting.
1: (laughs) A lot longer.
0: Not going to be able to record another one tonight because I actually have to be at work early in the morning. So what we're going to do for all you listeners out there because now me and Anthony are going to have to schedule another time to record the Villains episode, because it will probably take just as long, but that's fine, is we're going to give you a little taste of what our Villains sheet or list might have on it, and we are going to each pick one of our honorable mentions to just mention here. Not going to talk about it, but we're going to mention it to give you a little taste of what possibly could come. Anthony, if you got your list ready, uh, give me dude, one of your honorable mentions.
1: My honorable mention is Ultron. Oh
0: wow. Wow. Yeah, that's that that kind of <laughs> hits me there. That's that's a shocker there. All right. All right, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna give you a big one. One of All my right. honorable mentions, Thanos.
1: Oh, dang. He's <laughs> that an is honorable
0: mentioned. Yeah, and I'll I mean, give you and I'll give you a second one just for kicks and giggles. Red Skull is another you honorable know what? mentioned.
1: Same here. He almost made it on my list, but he was an honorable mention. See,
0: me and him both have honorable mention as Red Skull, so that tells you there must be something good on these lists. So, <laughs> with that said, when we record and put that one out, you gotta tune in and check that one out too. So you've heard our heroes. If you've listened all the way this long, now go listen to our villains. Once it comes out. And you'll get a nice refresh on the MCU of how me and Anthony are looking at it from Heroes and Villains. And then we're going to start doing some more podcasts on different topics in Marvel. So if there's something that you want to hear about Marvel, now it's only going to be geared toward the MCU. Every once in a while, we'll probably twist a little bit of comic stuff in there since Anthony has some comic comic knowledge. And I do want to test him there and, you know, either... (laughs) get me stumped or stump him more less so hopefully stump him um just because i'm old um (laughs) but dive into that some and have some fun with that and grow there so um yeah so guys thank you for sticking with us for this long of a podcast which i did not intend for this one to be but hey it was great we had great conversation and you know me if you get me talking about something i'm gonna ramble on for forever so, I mean,
1: talking about your top fives, you know, I mean, yeah. you're gonna be passionate about yeah. at least your top three. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I
0: mean, and that definitely was about my top three. So, um, so Anthony, thank you for taking this time to do this one with me. I really appreciate it. Uh, you had some great input and knowledge there. Uh, go finish and catch up on the uh Marvel stuff that you're lacking because boy, you got a world coming to you on some of those things. Oh, really oh my do. gosh, love and thunder. <laughs> I'm, Anybody that's listening that had not seen Love and Thunder yet, I know people are hating on it, but you know what? Go watch it. People hated on Miss Marvel and it's a 98% Rotten Tomatoes score. It tells you something. People oh yeah. like to be critics just to be critics.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. It, and
0: yeah. you have to remember, these movies are for entertainment. Go enjoy yep. it for what it is and don't overanalyze it. Yep. Yeah, I probably do overanalyze it, but I overanalyze it so I can come talk smack about it on a podcast <laughs> i he has do a good because reason. of that uh, you know but go enjoy them go enjoy these movies they're great movies you know dc's trying i'll give them credit for trying they're not doing a good job but they're trying um hopefully one day they'll be better but you know that's what we have so uh, also too if you are an adult go watch uh the boys that's a really fun series Definitely not better than Marvel stuff, because it's just a totally different thing. But it's it's two totally different things. Um, Same way with um The Umbrella Academy. Another great oh, yeah. show. Phenomenal. But it's not trying to beat or compete with Marvel.
1: Yeah, it's and that's not. the best it, way to do it.
0: And look at it that way. I mean, same way with the boys. They're not trying to compete or beat Marvel. They're parroting a lot of Marvel and DC. You see it. You get to laugh at it. It's pretty funny, but it's very, very adult. Um, same with Umbrella Academy. So, if but gonna, I'll leave it.
1: Go ahead. If, if I'm going to make one uh, non-Marvel suggestion, uh, I recommend the 90s The Tick TV series. I was into that before I was into anything Marvel related. or Sorry, anything Marvel related. Um, I grew up with that show. Love it. It still holds up today, especially nowadays.
0: I will tell you that is probably one of the most quoted shows between me and one of my buddies.
1: Oh shoot! But we can't talk about this. No. <laughs> well, because I mean, not now. Later.
0: I, I, I'm telling you that I cannot tell you how many times I walked into my old work and walked into the office. And this is, you know, we had this big, it was basically a cube farm. And I walk, would walk in and just yell, Spoon! <laughs> and uh, he would respond with some crazy comeback from the stuff in there. I mean, it was just so funny.
1: You're not so, going mad, you're going sane in the crazy world.
0: Uh, look, it's that's so good. a very relatable comment.
1: Oh, yeah. I love it so much.
0: Yeah, it, it's great. So, yeah, Anthony d- does give a great recommendation. Go watch the 90s tick. It's so great. It's on Hulu. It's
1: hilarious,
0: it's hilarious. So, but for that, you know, thanks again, everybody, for listening to um, this is, of course, a Fireside Chat, not H&K. Um, we hope to start pivoting this into h because we want this to be a part of the main branch and part of what we were doing there. But, of course, since Hollywood wasn't able to be a part of this yet and we wanted to kind of kick things off quick. We decided to do it like that. So, thank you for listening to this episode of Fireside Chat with Clearfire. I hope you've enjoyed what we've talked about and all the rambling we have done. My rambling's not quite as smooth as Hollywood's. So, <laughs> but thank you for listening. If you want to listen to any of our episodes we have, please go check us out on our website. It's hnkexp.com. You can go there to see all of our past episodes. You can check out profiles of all of our guest um, podcasters with us. Um, we don't have one of Anthony up yet. He hasn't done that yet. We got to get him to do that. <laughs> I haven't pushed. It. I haven't yeah. told him to do that yet either. So I got to get to do that one. And two, I do want to mention. You can go check out Huck the Pup. He is on there. He has a profile. He's been on one podcast. And the good thing about the profiles are when you go there, you can find all the podcasts that that person has been on. So if you're only wanting to listen to some podcasts that say Swinging Thunder has been on, you can go listen to them, find them quick and easy. That's Same cool. way with uh weed doc, all of the other ones. It's, it's, it's really, it makes it really simple. You can leave us a voice message there. you can, shoot us an email through there. all that great stuff is there. We even have our videos that we've done there our um uh change turtles sh- uh, Shredder's revenge uh playthrough through about level 10 is on there now so you can go check that out and go watch that um basically everything you need you can follow us through the website there on Spotify iTunes all that anywhere else that you listen to a podcast you can find us and I know I just rambled a really long time about where we're at but that's me. So once again, thank you everybody for listening and thank you again, Anthony, for going through this with me and look forward to rolling with you for our top five villains that we'll probably record either probably next week because I don't think my wife's going to let me record anymore this week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Take care, everybody.
0: Have a good night. Be safe. And we'll see you next time. Later.